millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Help Desk for Thursday, the 21st of January. My name is Peter Wells. And I am Tess And we've got more information about the media code. Hopefully the last story we have to talk about this week. Yeah, so the US government has actually weighed in on the media code. In a submission to the parliamentary inquiry to the new code that would force Facebook and Google to pay for news aggregated on their websites, the US government has described the proposed legislation as unreasonable, impractical, fundamentally imbalanced, and could run counter to the US-Australia Free Trade Agreement. The US position is the media code may do undue harm and seems to unfairly attack just two companies, Facebook and Google. They asked the Australian government to put faith in market forces to sort it all out. To be fair, the code does target just two companies, but both are effective monopolies in their field. So there's not a lot of market force to challenge them uh, in this current climate, mm. at least. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's the same thing that I keep saying about this story. It's like there's, they all have a point. <laughs> there's no good on either side. Um, but I just kind of want it to be over now. Yeah, I'm, I guess my position on it, which I'm sort of sticking to as a fence-sitting position, is that it, I just don't know if a code is the right mechanism to solve the power imbalance between publishers and platforms, which is, you know, what they've said that they want to set out to do. And sticking with Facebook, you won't believe this, but Facebook has been caught doing something that it promised it wouldn't do again. Uh, In the run-up to the 2020 election, Facebook brought in a bunch of emergency measures to prevent people from using the platform to spread misinformation or to coordinate violence. One such measure was to stop promoting private political groups to users. Zuckerberg testified under oath last October that the company had stopped promoting political groups and the company also uh, repeated the claim in a January 11th blog post following the the riots at the Capitol. Despite Facebook's promise, the markup, uh, which is a blog we're linking to, has found that the company continued to recommend political groups to its users throughout December and January. Trump voters were the most targeted, with 25% of all Trump voters getting suggestions of political groups they might want to join. In the study, people were receiving suggestions, uh, suggestions to join groups like Rudy Giuliani's Common Sense Group and another that was simply called Storm the Capitol. The study was based on users who downloaded the Markup's browser extension that shows how Facebook targets its users. You may recall that Facebook wanted to shut down this plugin and the research because it said it violated Facebook's terms of service. And I believe at the time uh, you were saying that this is Facebook marking its own homework there, Tess. Yeah, and it's a good example from the markup of what happens when you do get a third party coming in and, and looking Uh, examining what's actually going on in a platform where we all see something completely different. Mm. Um, I went and checked my own, the groups Facebook was suggesting that I join. Mm -hmm. Uh, They included the UpBank community, 
Schitt's Creek fan club and Kmart inspired homes, but not Kmart (laughs) mums because I guess Facebook knows that I don't have any babies. (laughs) Yes. I've tried to get into Facebook mums. I I really want to be on it. (laughs) Kmart mums or Facebook mums? Kmart mums. Kmart mums on Facebook. Uh, Yeah, they've got some great tips in there. Um, People still send me And some good good moderators that are keeping you out. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And Netflix has stunned Wall Street with a massive quarter. The streaming giant added more than 8 million new subscribers worldwide. You may recall that Wall Street was a little disappointed in Netflix last quarter, uh, and that's because while the company had grown throughout 2020 due to the pandemic, it was spending a hell of a lot of money as well. Investors were hoping that Netflix would rein in that spending. It hasn't done that, but it's created so much wealth that it doesn't really need to. Netflix has even hinted at a share buyback based on its profits. Yeah, and as we mentioned last week, Netflix has over 70 movies that are going to be premiering this year on its platform, which will no doubt go down well while the cinemas are closed. So uh, I'm amazed that, uh, I mean, uh, of course, Netflix went up in my house. I'm sure it went up in your house over the last year. Uh, But yeah, their spending just has gone through the roof as well. And somehow um, they've they've managed to turn a profit. Yeah, and it it really is pretty massive that they've said they no longer need to build money, sorry, borrow money to build their empire. So basically they don't need to take on any more debt to continue growing, which is probably like, you know, a lot of business people's dream to achieve. Yeah, yeah, and they are so far ahead of anyone. I mean, Disney is the only competitor, I think, at the moment, Uh because of the, the the massive back catalogue it has, but everyone else is really struggling to to even uh, catch up to, to Netflix at this stage. And finally, Ben Thompson of Stratechery has a long read on Intel's future. In his newsletter, Ben explains the last 20 years of the Intel chips and how they did very, very well in Google's data centres and therefore many other data centres around the world that copied Google's data centre model. But their dominance in the data centre is just as easily taken away by AMD and ARM as their dominance was in desktops before the challenges started started to appear. And Ben argues that the company should be broken up so that the fab plant, which is the plant that actually does the physical um, manufacturing of chips, uh, is a different company to the company that designs the chips, which is a very weird thing to think of, but uh, that is the, one of the keys to Apple's success, for instance, and also Taiwan Semiconductor and other people in the chip market. I know I'm getting very boring right now, but anyway, it's a long and nerdy post, but if you're into chip making and and you thought I did a bad job of explaining uh, Intel's possible year of woe uh, last week, then Ben is your man. He's got all the details. Anyway, that's all we have time for uh, for the help desk for Thursday. We will speak to you on Friday. See ya. Bye.